You're listening to the Racket Roundtable podcast, episode number 48. I'm your host, David Oria, and I'm here with my co-host. Chris Agana, and our guest today was our Kuya Bob Antolin. Uh, he's a quality manager at one of the medical device companies down here in San Diego. And we talked about a lot of things, talked about the employee and manager perspective. We talked about a big topic, the great resignation. Uh, if you don't know about it, learn about it and listen to this podcast. Get your notes, start taking them. You should look at this as a positive as well, because um, I know we talked about this before, Chris. It's like it is a great opportunity for people like us, who even who us who are already working, to go out there to the market and see what the market is offering us. You know, it's up now. We have choices, right? These guys are desperate for people, and they and they're and this is a great opportunity for us to increase our pay. Uh, ask for whatever we want, uh, and just just test the market and see what what your uh, what your uh, job title is paying out there because it's changing. They have to change. Hey, before we get started, let's hear a word from our show sponsor. Are you having trouble writing a personal statement? Trust me, you're not alone. We've all been there. Sometimes the hardest part is getting started. That's why Personal Storytellers created a free mini course to do just that. The course takes you step-by-step on how to get started writing a personal statement, taking your stories, weaving them together into a true personal statement. And the course is free, so check it out. You can find it on raccoonroundsofficial.com. They also have workshops on reviewing and revising your personal statements. All the resources are there, so check it out at raccoonroundsofficial.com forward slash personal storytellers. You're listening to the Raccoon Roundtable podcast. Here's where we all come together, share our stories about our struggles, mindset, and goals so that we all can get to the places we want to go. We appreciate you being here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. First of all, I have to say, this is it's an honor to have you on the podcast. <laughs> so for those of you guys listening, um, we have, well, we, we call him or we know him as our Quibob. Um and so if you want to introduce yourself, you know, your full name, where you're from, what you're at, where you're at, what you're doing, um, your position at, at work and things like that. Um, we'll kind of get into that a little bit more. But, yeah, give our, our listeners, you know, uh, kind of the rundown of, of who you are. Yeah. Uh, well, my name is Bob, Bob Antolin. Uh, I am a, I'm a quality manager at a medical device here in San Diego. Uh, I know these two guys from um, – Way back, uh, we're, we're good friends. We, uh, my kids, grew, uh, growing up with these guys, and uh, these are good guys. So I, I'm just happy to be on the show and just kind of talk and just relax and talk to you, talk to you guys. Yeah, and I want to say that Kebab was one of my uh, we call them Ninongs at, at our wedding, and it's kind of like a sponsor, I guess you say in Filipino, right? So it's pretty, pretty much Kebab is one of my mentors, someone I go to at church who, if I need marriage or like financial or, or like even job advice, I'll go to him, and he's always there for me. Him and his wife are out the guy. Um, but to learn more about you, I guess like how did you end up in in your field? Did you study um, you know medical devices or like science, or how'd you get where you are now? Yeah, it's funny because um, um, I went to college uh, really not knowing what, what I wanted to do. But my last year of high school, I, I really got involved in uh, this biology class. And the teacher was an amazing teacher. And I just fell in love with biology. So, I, you know, I went, I went to college for a um, major in biology and microbiology and um, graduated from there. And I, wa- I wanted to get into research. Uh, I wanted to research with pharmaceutical companies uh, to be able to, you know, develop these drugs who, that would help, you know, the healthcare and, and people. Uh, I ended up uh, 
going getting into a pharmaceutical company, but really just more in the quality department. I uh, didn't know what quality was. I didn't know what that meant or what that meant part of a company. And just, uh, it's like a small niche in a in an industry that that deals with um, medical devices and um, pharmaceutical companies. And since then, I've always been in quality. And t- take us through kind of like I, g- I guess for people that don't know what quality is or what quality control just that entire like you said it's it's very it's very niche and it's very yes. specific um for people that you know don't even know that it, it exists and it might be a career that you know people want to pursue like what do you what do you do on a day-to-day basis um like what are kind of the ins and outs like ex- explain that to, to the people listening yeah with with quality there's there's different aspects of quality uh, um there's quality in um in our uh, research and development uh, where you, you you deal with uh the design of the of the company of the drug or the medical device uh you help put um quality um steps in in place to be able to make sure that we, what you're building is a um a quality a quality uh device or a pharmaceutical that won't harm the patient or doesn't belong any harm to the patient and then when once it gets commercial there's different there's a whole different aspect of quality and when when your product is commercial as well you have a uh, quality when it comes to receiving inspection where uh, raw materials come in uh, you're, you're, you have a quality team that inspects raw materials to make sure that whatever you're ordering meets for certain specifications so that manufacturing can use that materials raw, raw materials to make a make a good product right and then you also have quality that which is in process while manufacturing is building there's quality designs uh in the process to be able to like i said put um checkpoints to make sure that whatever you're building uh isn't proper specifications and then you have your final your final uh release of uh quality where uh the, the product is built they're doing the last and final testing uh, of the product to make sure that it meets all specifications before it hits the market um, so those, that's like at a, at a high level. That's kind of all the different steps in uh, in quality. I know that you mentioned that you're now a quality manager. How did you get your foot in the door in the industry? I know that's pretty competitive. It was funny because uh yeah, it was really hard at, right out of college. It was hard for me to get a job. Um, uh, I was looking. I applied everywhere, but didn't have the experience. Um, but there's a lot of recruiters out there, even like temp agencies, right? Um, just to be a temp. Uh, if, if you work, become a temp, just to get your foot in the door is huge. Because a lot of times when you get your foot in the door, you prove to them you, you can do the job, you can do it well, they usually bring you on board. Um, so I would, yeah, I would really recommend those who are really looking for jobs or just starting out, yeah, use temp agencies, use, um, use recruiters. Um, uh, the more people working for you to get you in, they'll, they'll do it. Oh, what's yeah. What's interesting is that actually when I um, first um, like when I graduated college, uh, when I was looking for a job too, I I had gone through a temp agency. I like I asked my asked my dad. I was just like, you know, like, well, how what do I do? Like, how does this whole job thing work? You know, he's like, well, yeah. you know, again, like kind of like what you said, you know, get some experience. And and the first thing they said was, you know, try and go through a recruiter, find like a, a temp agency. But from from someone like as as seasoned as you, that's been kind of in in, in your industry for for a long time. Like, what does that mean for? as far as people that are, you know, maybe looking for jobs or maybe even transitioning from one job to another, what does, what does using a temp agency actually like mean? Well, a temp agency is like, you know, they'll, they'll help you find, cause there's, there's certain positions in a company where, um, it's not a full-time position, but they, they feel like, um, it's, it's, they may have a full-time position later on down the line, 
but they want to be able to be able to use a temp agency to bring someone on because sometimes companies don't want to take that responsibility of hiring someone who will not do the job and it yeah. takes them so long to get them out of, out of the position. So yeah. they don't want to take that risk. So a lot of times companies will use temp agencies to be able to weed out the ones who will make it and the ones who maybe, you know, they can let go at any time with no repercussions by HR or anything like that. So a lot of times companies use temp agencies just for that purpose. Nice. Um, yeah. You know, what's funny too is uh, when I was going to college, no one ever told me, but um, yeah, those of you who are going to college to really intern, do internships. That was huge. I, no one ever told me that. And it's, um, I, do, I wish someone did because um, when I was working, I, had, I, lost, I saw a lot of people doing internships and then right after they graduate, they were hired on. So that's another uh, little trick for those of you in college you're trying to, I definitely jump into internships. Yeah, I, I want to say with internships and, and you know, work through a temp, temp agency, think of it as, I mean, sometimes it's maybe like a year long or maybe a few months. That's like a, a year-long interview that you get an opportunity to, to prove yourself, to show them not just like a 30-minute interview, but to show your work ethic, your skills. Um, I was When I got my first job in the field, I was hired as temp, and then they took me as full-time. So it just really works wonders. I guess when we talk about working with temp agencies, how in this day and age do you say people, the best way to, to reach out to temp agencies, how to work with them? You know, it's funny because there, there are multiple temp agencies out there. Uh, multiple, like I want—I want to even say hundreds. Um, and don't just work with one; work with multiple. And you know, you don't have to just stick to one temp agency. Um, do multiple as much as you can. Uh, the more people out there looking for a job for you, the better. You know. And so, currently, your—I mean, you—you've you, climbed the ranks, like at, at your at your company, or um, you're you're more again you're. You're coming at this. You're looking at the same, uh, you know, this same structure of you know careers and jobs through a different lens now because of your experience. And I think what's what's interesting to be able to just talk to you about this is because you know we've we've kind of approached this from you know like bottom up, right? And now we have this like opportunity to talk to you now, kind of like top down. Like, what does it look like for somebody you know from your in your eyes that's uh, you know trying to be like trying to transition to a, a new job or trying to get hired at some new place and, and being in this, you know, managerial role. Um, what does that look like for you? And I guess kind of on a, on, in, from your experience now at, at your uh, place of work. Um, as being a manager, you mean? Yeah. I guess, um, how, what's your relationship with that, with people that are now trying entering the workforce, right? Uh, oh, you know, yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, a lot of times, well, for me, I may have been a little old school and everything else, but when it comes to me, like, uh, when I do interviews with uh, new new people, you know, I still, I, I would still like to see them make the effort in, during the interview, right? I, I, I've had so many interviews where people come to interview and they have a t-shirt or a polo shirt, and um, <laughs> believe it or not, and these are professionals, right? They're trying to be professionals, and we have a great conversation, but it just doesn't show that they're putting the effort. I mean, just being dressed or properly that interview it goes a long way and it makes a good impression on uh, on the person who's interviewing you um, because it shows them that you're, you're making an effort uh, if you're not going to make take the effort to properly dress up for an interview uh, i mean i don't know how you how you'll be you know with your job um you may be great don't get me wrong but um sometimes it's just uh, that's just kind of how, how i feel um but a lot of times also during interviews you know people are a lot of times people are, uh, uh, they rehearse, they rehearse their, their answers, right? It's very rehearsed and you can tell. 
uh, and the, a lot of times the, the jobs that we do, you know, they're not very hard to do. If they can be trained to it, right? So I think to me, most important uh, is a person's attitude, uh, how they, how they, how they um, react to, I guess, difficult situations, and how they, and how will they, how will they come out out of those difficult situations? Those are the most important things because the job itself can be taught. That's why we have training, right? Mm-hmm. The, to train the people, it's it's the other things that will make you a good a good worker. So whoever's listening, I hope you're writing down some notes. Uh, you know, this is kind of some insight. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, we, David, I know you have experience of interviewing people who you're going to bring on board, and obviously, Bob does. A lot of the interview is not just what your skill is, or you know, because obviously you'd be trained. It's if you're going to be a good fit with right. what we have going on already here, like personality-wise, what's your values, you know, just the way you answer a few questions. Um, since we've kind of switched over to talking about interviewing and hiring. Uh, one of the main reasons why I brought Kebab on was to ask him about this huge topic, hot topic called the great resignation, right? And if you don't know what this is, I highly suggest that you learn what this is because it is, I think, an opportunity for employees, but also is it's a big uh, factor of learning for employers because they have to get caught up with this pretty quickly. And it is something that I think employees need to get advantage of. Um, I guess, Bob, we talked about this before. What, what's, yeah. What is the great resignation? Well, it's funny you say that because if you think about the great resignation, a lot of people think like, oh, man, it's, it's, it's a bad thing, right? All these people are quitting their jobs. Not, and it's true. I mean, I've, um, I've talked to uh, managers who are saying, I just, can't find, I just can't find talented people to be able to hire. Um, but we have to, you, should, you should look at this as a positive as well because – um, I know we talked about this before, Chris. It's like it is a great opportunity for people like us, who, even who, us who are already working, to go out there to the market and see what the market is offering us. You know, it's up now. We have choices, right? These guys are desperate for people, and they and they're and this is a great opportunity for us to increase our pay, uh, ask for whatever we want, uh, and just just test the market and see what what your uh, what your uh, job title is paying out there because it's changing. They have to change because they can't find any people. And it's that that's, and I've been kind of doing the same thing currently. I've been testing the market, seeing what, you know, what is my position worth out there currently uh, versus what I make now. I have, I have two, you know, two priorities that I'm looking for in, in a job. And now, you know, I, I'm out there just looking. That's all. That's awesome. I think also maybe a not so like much or highly touched on subject as far as like the great resignation in terms of employees um, searching, right? Searching for and, and testing the testing the market, kind of like what you're saying. But um, it's an opportunity to learn other things, yes. right? Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity to expand your skill set beyond what you're already what you've already been trained on, which is I I think probably the most unique part of this whole thing, right? Because before, kind of like what what we were talking about earlier, when we graduated college, right? Competition was it it was so much there was so many barriers to entry. Yeah. And 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 the thing is, you couldn't even learn enough to to break those barriers to entry. But now you're like the the potential to learn is so vast that your opportunity is so wide, which I think that kind of just blows my mind. And and I guess coming from from where you stand as far as someone that's um you know looking for talent, what does that mean to you? 
I mean, it, it means a lot because um, it, it tells me as a manager, you know, I, 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 could be cho- I could choose the right person. I can wait because, I, as you know, um, you want to get the right person that when you when coming into your, into your company. So it's um, sometimes, you know, like I said, people are looking, they're very desperate um, to find people. But yet, you know, for me as a manager, I'm willing to take that, that uh, be a little bit more patient to find the right person, you know. And again, the market changes is changing as we speak. You know, it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's talking about experience because well, you know we've got people who have left our department. You know, and we've got roles that we try to fill. I almost feel a, a little different where it's like, man, we got to like when we, there's good talent that we interview, we got to act as quick as possible because I guarantee you that we're not the only one trying to groom this person, trying to get them on our side. Right. But I think, like you said, it's it's. The it's employees market, and what we say by, say that by that is that the employees have a lot of the leverage and a lot yeah. of power of where they're going right now. Because I'm like you said, those who are working are looking too, not just people who are out of jobs right yeah. now. And um, you know, just looking at numbers before, I think it was like like maybe in March of this year, there's like 4.5 million people who have left their jobs not related to retirement that are looking yeah. because they want to find better opportunities. Yeah. Um, so I guess you know when when. You, like you said, you, you still when you interview people, you, you can still kind of be picky with it. What are the things that I mean? I don't know if your employer has kind of changed on what they're offering with job openings, or maybe even the other other companies that might be trying to woo you over. What are the things that you're right. seeing that companies are changed that you probably never thought they they would offer to an employee? Well, from the company I've seen, I have I've seen definitely the uh, the pay rates change, like in the last two years. Um, from someone I would as a level I would hire as a level two two years ago, is no longer that same price now. I mean, I, when I ask them, okay, what's the what's the range, and they're telling me the range, and I'm like, wow, that's a huge jump from I used to be two years ago, yeah. right? So I, I can see that the company is adjusting because they're 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 feeling the you know the pressure. You know, people are leaving um, to better higher paying jobs, so they have to react. Yeah, I'm just curious, like, what do you guys think is how long do you think it's going to last? Because, I mean, I think that, because for me, for me, I think it was just, it was a matter of like when, not if, you know. Yeah. And now that we're at the when, like now it's like how long, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm just curious to, to get your guys' thoughts because I, I mean, I'm kind of in a different industry and I feel like demand is pretty high, at least for, for and, and I think we're, at least for, for people in, in healthcare, like direct healthcare, it's like, a lot of people are just very invested. So like they put in so much time and, and it's kind of like a different, um, I mean, a lot of people have left, like, don't get me wrong, yeah. but um, it, it's a lot of lateral movement, not necessarily like a jumping ship and going, getting onto a different ship. Uh, like how long do you guys think this is going to last as far as like what you guys have seen? Uh, to me, I think it really depends because uh, I think like the lower level paying jobs, it's, it's going to continue to right. be hard to fill because of the because of the how the world is now, there's so many side hustles that you can do, right? That will pay more than your regular job. There's so many, um, like I said, internet um, opportunities that you can do as well, and that will pay just as well as, or even better than what you're doing now. I, I it's going to be hard to see an end. Um, yeah, I, I just, it's it's hard to it's gonna be really hard to determine that. What about, what about you? What about you, Chris? I agree. I, I, for me. I don't think it's going to slow down. The only way I feel like it's going to slow down is if there's other factors like the economy, maybe a recession or where companies have to slow down hiring, you know, because of they're just not, rev- their revenues are low. But 
I feel like there's a lot of factors that are going to keep it going. Like a lot of the baby boomers are retiring. So a lot of openings are, are going to arrive because you just can't fill them. And, and people are being, are looking at their options um, and weighing out what's most important to them. One factor that was out of control was the, was the pandemic and the pandemic woke a lot of people up of what is important in their life, right? Like flexibility, work-life balance, feeling respected at work. Um, a lot of people now are looking at their life and thinking like, is my work like worthwhile? Is it, is it providing me any kind of value, you know? So I, I feel like a lot of mind shift, a lot of mindsets are shifting. Um, and, and I really think it's really up to these employers to, even us as employers to, to make the change. Like I said, like Queen Bob said is there's like, I, I never would have imagined that my employer would start letting people work remotely. And just yeah. now recently we're hearing about people who are being hired out of state, you know? Yeah. So it's, I think it's, I don't think it's going to slow down just yet. Um, right. So that's why I feel like a lot of people who are working need to look at what's out, what else is out there. Not because you have to leave, but because you might be leaving a lot on the table and doing yourself a disservice. And so with that, Kuya Bob, would you, would you say like, how do people find out what else is out there? I mean, we say that, oh, you got to figure it out. Are you, are you seeing what, you know, other opportunities are out there? What would you recommend would be the best way for people to find out? No, definitely. I've, to me, I would say definitely go out there, uh, apply for jobs that you, um, you know, that apply for the jobs that you, your next level up, let's say you're a level two, you want to, you know, apply for a level three and just go through the interview process. They're going to ask you, how much do you want to make? you tell them how much I want to make, you know, and if, you, if they say, if you say that that's in the range, then you know, you're in the range. So on your next interview, you can go a little higher and see how much until you're finally out of the range. Right. But you don't have to, I mean, let's say they, they don't have, you don't have to accept these jobs, but you have to go out there and you have to go through the interview process. So, you know, you're by, on, on your own, what, what's out there, what's available. Kind of speaking to that though, like we also, it's an opportunity to like sharpen your skills because a lot of these people that are, you know, part of this great resignation, right? It's people that have kind of been in their careers. Like they've been kind of marinating yeah. in their, in their jobs for a long time. Right. And the last interview that they did was like, you know, wh however many years ago, you know, and yeah. it's kind of like to what you're saying, like sharpen the tools, you know, you don't have to like go out there and, and apply for a job and, and accept the first one that, you know, that you get an offer on, right? Like, yeah. you know, fine tune your skills, like sharpen the ax so that, you know, yeah. you're, you're looking for the big tree to cut down, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I think that's, yeah. uh, you, you kind of just spoke to that. I, I, I completely agree with you, you know? Yeah. I mean, as you, like I said, as we go through, as you go through interviews, I mean, I've gone through two interviews and I, and I've, turn them both down you know they, they offered me but it just wasn't what i'm looking for it wasn't you know it didn't meet my my tooth my uh two recommendations um and again it's it's if if not anything i got ex experience and like i said got better at interviewing skills for my next one i'm so glad you brought that up because that's exactly the mindset that people need to have is just because you apply for a job interview for them doesn't mean you have to like accept it at the end of it right or even if they don't offer you the job you did exactly what Davis said. You sharpen your skills, but yeah. in, in interviewing, what Kui Bob says, like you are you are sharpening your skills of how to talk to these employers and yeah. how to negotiate, right? Because if I would say before you even interview, you have to have what's listed or what your asks are going to be. And some of the things that you may be afraid of asking for, in the past, I would have been afraid to ask if there's any remote opportunities in this position. But I, I'm telling you that every person that we've interviewed for the past couple of vacancies that we have, have asked that question. So you have to ask that question, right? If that's what's yeah. something that you want, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's, 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 it's again, it's, it's, it's a different world out there, but um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
I, I will, I'll, I'll go ahead, Dave. Did you have no, 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 go ahead, man. I, I want to ask a question because, you know, like as, as a manager, like what is, I mean, you, you have to worry about losing your people too, right? So what are like retention tips for managers who may be losing people? That's that, a great question. Yeah. I, want, I want to get ahead of the game yeah. because, because obviously, like you said, things are changing. So what, what, what do you recommend? Oh, well, for me, I mean, I'm, what I do is I have my one-on-ones. I have my one-on-ones with my, with my team uh, you know, every week or once a month. And during those one-on-ones, I ask them, you know, what are your expectations, you know, in this job? What do you, what do you need me to help you get to? You know, if, if, I, if, if I have an employee, if, if I have an employee who I'm trying to help, you know, get them to the next level, they're going to stay because they're, hey, well, my boss is trying to get me to the next level. So I'm going to do whatever I can to do it. And, you know, as a manager, that's kind of our role. Our role is to get is to develop the people that we have under us, right? To be better and to get to that next level. So, for me, it's more of just listening to the employees, seeing what their expectations are of me, and also of what their expectations are of the job. Do they plan on moving forward or staying in the job, going to the next level of a uh, level three or level four, um, and just helping them get there. What are like, uh, I'm just, this is more so for, for people that may be asking it, but like during those one-on-ones, right. And, and sometimes maybe whoever's listening, they don't have these types of one-on-ones, but if they get an opportunity to do that, right. And get to kind of, what, what are some goals that you've heard other people say to you and how have you actually helped them kind of get to those goals? Just cause I know people are also looking for mentorship and they're looking for leadership and looking to also develop their skills. Like, like I, I want to know, like, what have you heard and what, how have you helped other people too? Oh, I've heard multiple things. So I, I mean, I've heard people, you know, just say, just tell me, um, I'm happy where I'm at. I don't look at being, you know, getting any bigger or going to the next level. And I, then I've heard other people say, you know, I, I want to take courses. I want to be able to learn new skills. I want to be able to cross train in different departments. Uh, I want to be able to get certifications in certain uh, aspects and quality. And those are the things, you know, and from those inter- interviews and those conversations, you kind of get an aspect of how the, how you want to mold or move this or motivate this employee, right? So yeah, and then of course for me, if, if someone wants to get certification, you know, we have, as a manager, we have our yearly budgets, so we have to make sure we put those training, the, the training developments in our budget um, so that we can definitely have, get them going at the next level. And we're talking about, um, you know, looking for other opportunities, making sure that, you know, you're comparing where the best spot is. Um, what's the best way for someone to approach their manager when they feel like they are stagnant or they feel like maybe they're uh, not being paid what they're worth? or maybe that they want an opportunity for growth, what's the best way for someone to approach their manager before they even start, like, let's say they, they get an offer and, you know, they sh- I, for me, I would rather that the employee talk to me about it so that I could find ways to, to help them grow. Like, what's the best way for someone to approach that? I mean, the thing is, is they can't be scared to approach their manager to be able to do that. They should, uh, like, again, to me, as a manager, that's, that's my role, right? My role is to help to develop these people. So they have, like I said, in our conversations and our one-on-ones, you know, my door is open. Always come to me. Don't wait for our one-on-ones. If you want to speak to me, uh, you know, about a certain issue, uh, uh, yeah, bring it up. And to me, again, it's, it's, it, if it's about money, it's about pay. Um, if I can, if, if they can do the job and, the, and it shows that they can, they can move to the next level, I'm all for it. Um, so to me, it's, it's just more of just asking, asking and having that conversation. I think there is no wrong time of, of asking, you know, because the, as a manager, you you want to know what that what 
the expectations of your uh, employees are. I gotta. I'm gonna kind of follow that up a little bit, just because we we know we know you and we know your personality, yeah. and you're like, I I feel a very like idealistic type of person that you want leading leading you or leading. Mm-hmm. I, I would want leading me, right? But a lot of people don't have that relationship with their boss or with their manager, with their superior, and you know, it gets to a point where not only do they not have that relationship, sometimes it can get kind of um, a little strenuous. It can get, um, or the communication is not always as seamless as I know that just talking to you like now, you know, yeah. it's just, I can, I can, I, I feel like it would be awesome to to work for you just, and that's just like a, me paying my respects to you, you know, and <laughs> I, I, for real, I feel that, but a lot of people don't, you know, and I've been in positions where I did not. Yeah, no, I, I'll be honest. And so how does somebody navigate it? Uh, how do they traverse a, a, a relationship like that, you know? Right. I mean, that, that's that's hard because everyone's a little bit different, right? Um, every Everyone's not, doesn't have the, um, I guess, the, the personality to be able to to ask that ask that, that question. And then maybe the, the manager at that point is, is not that receptive of, of the conversation. That's a really hard question to ask because it really depends on each, on each person. Uh, it really depends on how it is. Um, my, one of my sayings is, you know, if if if, if you if you, um, in order to eat, you know, you have to open your mouth. Mm. So you have okay. to say something, right? Yes. You have to just really say something to to your boss or um, or anyone in authority to be able to, you know, tell them what you want. I mean, even for me, if I wanted to uh, promote someone, if no one, if they don't come to me and say, hey, you know, I want to move to the next level, you know. I don't know what your needs are. Um, so how do I get you there? If, you, if you've never talked to me and said, you know, I want to get a raise or I want to move to the next level, how do I know that? So I just, you might just stay there. So you have to open your mouth. You have to say something. Thanks. For sure. And I, I think before, if you're planning to talk to your boss about something that you want, it's best to have like backup of why you feel like you deserve this. Right. So like, <laughs> Good what point. I tell everybody on my team <laughs> is that, you know, throughout the year, like every time you accomplish something, put it on a list, put it on a list and accumulate that list. It's just like you're getting ready for your, your self-eval, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess, and also, like you said, everybody's different. Like it's up to the manager to uh, be transparent with their yeah. with their team. Like, hey, you can come to me when you want something. If you yeah. feel like there's something that you you deserve, then it's, you have to come and approach and approach me for, with it. Yeah. Um, you, you make a good point, Chris, because um, I, like me as a manager, um. I will never remember everyone's accomplishments at the end of the year. So as an employee, it's really important for you guys to write, write those down um, and, and bring those up near the end. Of the, like you said, when you have that conversation, you can have that, you can have that, uh, that bullet list of, of accomplishments that you did. Because again, I will not remember it. And I know a lot of, there's so much things going on. A lot of managers won't remember every single person's accomplishments. Yeah. Yeah. And with you having the conversations with your manager to try to get like a promotion, like have that conversation and, and keep track of each time because when it's time for you to leave and they, cause they don't give you that, you can always say, I talked to you on these days right. to, for this promotion for something like a raise and there has been no movement. This is why I have to move on. So that, cause a lot of people, they feel like they have some kind of obligation, you know what I mean? To the company. Don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, don't worry about companies. Companies will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about that in the past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
um, you know, you mentioned like you mentioned people's like side hustles, right? Like there, there, there's opportunities for for growth. There's opportunities to like jump ship. There's opportunities just for everything, right? And um, you mentioned people can make can can basically make more money doing a side hustle than than the jobs that they're currently in, especially kind of like you know, um, like lower level positions and and whatnot. That's true. But then, where do you see? Um, where's the balance between uh you know running a gig and having no equity and no retirement versus having a lower paying job and having um uh, being able to set aside for retirement um but also you know, like where's the balance you can even do both at the same time so there's a lot of people that are jumping ship and just like oh i'm going to just pursue the side hustle 100% but then it's like well now you've just kind of like robbed yourself of of yeah. other other assets that you could have yeah, been other benefits that you can get from right, right, from right. 9 to 5 right yeah yeah yeah, no, I, I think everyone's, I mean, that's really up to the individual, right? To really take that responsibility to be able to set aside for that. I, but yeah, I, I agree. That's hard. That when you do, when you are on your own, it's hard to do that. It's hard to be disciplined, right? To be able to do that. But some people are. Yeah. I, and a kind of a follow-up question to that as far as like the benefits and everything. When, when you are looking for another opportunity, how we keep saying compare what's out there for you, what are the things that are on your list to ask for from those like employers who are trying to, you know, bring you over? Obviously, you know, we brought up maybe potentially remote work. Um, mm -hmm. I know what we talked about, you brought up something called RSUs. Right. Yeah. yeah. So can you explain what that is and other things that you would ask for? Yeah. So I've, I've worked with two companies, I worked for two companies where uh, they offered what they called uh, RSUs, uh, restricted stock options. Uh, and that's one of my, uh, my, my must haves when I'm looking for another position is a company that will, um, one of the benefits is that they give a restricted, restricted stock, stock options uh, to, to the employers. Uh, what that is, is, um, the, every uh, every year, the company gives. Let's say, for example, uh, they hire me on as a manager. They're going to give me five thousand shares of company uh, of the company right when I start. Right, that will vest in four years. So every year, twenty five percent of that five thousand shares will be vested to me, where I can do whatever I want. I can hold it or I can sell it uh, at the market price, whatever the stock is at. Um, but that that same year, that the next year, even though you're vested twenty five percent, they're gonna give you another five thousand, mm. and that keeps rolling and rolling until until a point where you've got all these shares. Now, if the company's tanking, then you, it's 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 worthless, right? But if a but a company is doing great and the and the stock keeps going up and up, um, sky's the limit. I've seen people um, work as um, admins. You know, become millionaires. Believe it or not, wow. and I'm not joking. You, they've been there for eight years, but um, they were given RSUs and stock options from the beginning, and the company stock just skyrocketed, and they're millionaires. Wow. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so one of so for me, one of my um, things that I'm looking for for a company is a company that will provide stock options, but again, also in a upward trend. Have you know have a, a good pipeline. Or a good future look looks like it's a good future that it may end up being something, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I was just gonna say that I know somebody from my previous employer. She pretty much paid off her kids' to, uh, college tuitions through RSUs, through stock options that the, the company and uh, the company offered her and her, and her one of her other jobs. But uh, with RSUs, that only comes through like private companies, right? Or those who like actually have are on the 
are, are public as far as on, on right. the stock market. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Only um, public companies, right? And that's where yeah. you have to weigh out what's important to you, right? Like, it's, yeah. you know, like some people still want maybe a pension plan or want mm -hmm. to know that they're invested somehow. But um, I mean, anything else that you would ask for usually on your on your checklist? I mean, for me, remote's not a it's not a big ask. It's not a deal breaker. Um, if it's a it's a plus. It would, it's a plus to have, but um, it's not a deal breaker. Uh, and again, also, you know, I have a number in my head that um, an annual that that they if they can't meet it, then you know I won't go with them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's so those two things: yeah. Yeah. it's the annual and the RSUs. That's what that's those are my um, two well, requirements. Your, your non-negotiables. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And everybody should have that, right? Or yeah. They... Oh, yeah. I mean, and and again, I'm working, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. It does not matter. I'm not. I'm not in a rush to pick the first one. I have options, so that's the great thing about it. And if you don't get the job from the job interview, you know, there's no loss because no, like no loss. You know, there's, no, there's really no pressure. And honestly, when you you're looking for another job, and and I guess it's if if you don't absolutely hate your job, but you're still looking at yes. an interview. It's like it, when you get turned down, it's not like as heartbreaking. And also when you are interviewing, there's a lot less pressure, you know, because yeah. you know in the back of your head that I've got this in my back pocket, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not too stressed that, oh, I need this job. I need to get it. You know, no, just be yourself and, you know, like the podcast, let's talk like this. Yeah. yeah. It, doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean not to try. Like, you <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please make the effort, right? <laughs> Oh, don't wear a polo yeah, or, or a t-shirt or, or, <laughs> or something. Wow. <laughs> it's funny because when that happens, I just want to hurry, like get through the interview, like in <laughs> 10 minutes, like, Oh my God. That is, that is yeah. hilarious. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh it, man. It happens. Um, but I guess uh, as far as, resignation goes any other tips you think for anybody who are just hearing about this now what the next what's the next step i i like i said um go out there test the market see what you're worth you know um i i guarantee you staying in a job for 10 years is not the fastest way to make more money uh i always i've always had a rule when i when i first started every two years i would i would move on to a new company because that's how i made more money i mean three percent four percent every year versus you know, a ten thousand dollar jump every two years. It's, it you're gonna make more money. Um, moving on, because you need to test the market. You want to see it. They're always gonna make end up paying you more. Um, but if you stay in the company for ten plus years, it's, it's to me. This is my this is my opinion. It's a uh, it's a very slow climb. Uh, I guess this is a more specific question, kind of to you in your specific situation. You don't have to mention specifics, but like, what's the where do you see yourself? You know, I mean, like, what's the, what's the, what's the next step for you or, or in terms of like your, not, not just, I guess, even position, but like in terms of your leadership, in terms of your, um, like the goals that you want to accomplish, whether it's at your company now or at a comp another company, um, what does that look like for you? Um, yeah, for me, again, I, I'm, I'm the type of person, I just want to keep climbing. I just want to keep climbing. So, um, again, I'll take my two years and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> 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 all right so is there any way if anybody has any questions to reach out to you you know if, if they have questions about quality or like how to get their foot in the door or even about this topic that we're discussing 
Yeah, actually, uh, you know, you can, everyone can look at my, my LinkedIn. Actually, my LinkedIn is under my, my real name, which is Romel Antolin. Um, or if they want, anyone can contact you, they can, you can have, give them my, my number and, and text me.